Okay, I've put this off for years, but I'm finally ready to start covering Avatar The Last Airbender, and I'm starting with the 2000's favorite heartthrob, Prince Zuko. Hi guys, I'm McGann, and welcome back to The Fangirl, where we're about to deep dive into the why behind Prince Zuko's exile. Okay, I'm gonna assume that everybody watching this already knows Prince Zuko's backstory, but you know, sometimes you gotta recap a little bit, because let's be honest, this show came out like... 15 years ago at this point, so not everybody is watching it on Netflix. Although if you have Netflix and you're not watching it, why not? But if you're struggling to remember, what I'm about to recap comes from Season 1, Episode 12, The Storm. To summarize, Prince Zuko was this petulant youth and he spoke out of turn at a war council when his turn was apparently never. So in retaliation for that insolence, Zuko's father, Fire Lord Ozai, demanded that Zuko participate in an Agni Kai. Now, an Agni Kai is the equivalent of a Fire Nation duel, except where a regular duel is often about hot-headed rich guys needing to cool off and really often ends in no injuries because either they can't aim or the old-timey pistol that they're using doesn't actually fire. But, you know, the point of a duel isn't really to kill somebody, it's kind of establishing a pecking order and you've crossed a line, sir. However, an Agni Kai can only end when someone ends up burned or dead. So the the challengers don't just walk 10 paces, turn around, and pew pew and both miss each other and now satisfaction has been met. Oh no, in the Fire Nation there has to be scarage or else it's not done. Now Zuko agreed to do the Agni Kai because he assumed that he'd be fighting the old general who he disrespected. And if you're curious, that disrespect was actually Zuko saying, no, you can't send innocent Fire Nation soldiers to their death as part of a strategy. That's horrible. You can't sacrifice an entire division like that. Those soldiers love and defend our nation. How can you betray them? You know, perfectly rational, humane kind of stuff. So Zuko's walking into this Agni Kai thinking, all right, no problem. This old dude is just a big baby, so I'm going to put him in his place. Then, bam, Zuko shows up to the duel, and it turns out to be his father that he's fighting. Zuko didn't want to fight his dad, which, you know, makes perfect sense because there's no way for him to have a winning scenario there. The options are to either win and then make your father look like this weak punk, or you lose and then you look like a weak punk to all your future subjects. Well, Daddy didn't share that same sentiment, so whoosh! Big fire scar for Zuko, and of course it's right there over his eyes so he can never really hide it. And to add insult to injury, then Zuko gets kicked out of his homeland! Like, ah! But the really weird thing is that Ozai doesn't disown Zuko, he's still a prince of the Fire Nation. But Zuko's residence now is a huge warship, and he's only allowed to return home if he captures the Avatar! Well... Okay, no problem, right? Challenge accepted again. But, uh... Oh wait, there's actually a huge problem with that plan! At the time that punishment had been handed out, the Avatar had been missing for a hundred years. And don't forget, Zuko was exiled before Aang was unfrozen. Before Aang reappeared with the Southern Water Tribe one day, nobody had a clue what had happened to the Avatar. And it is actually implied in the opening credits that the world thought Avatar Roku just up and quit. Which is really weird 
weird that considering Roku's age, anybody thought that he vanished because he just felt like it. Nobody assumed he died. I mean, nobody really stopped to think, hey, this guy that looks about 80 years old, hmm, he's been gone for a hundred years. I wonder if he could have passed away. The whole world thought that Roku just up and abandoned his duties? Man, people really did not like Avatar Roku. And that does line up with the poll I ran on Twitter about who's the best Avatar. Roku only got one solitary vote. I guess Roku's popularity really doesn't matter that much for this video, but the point is, no one had seen the Avatar for a hundred years, and nobody knew who or where Aang was. So why would Fire Lord Ozai forbid his son from returning home until he caught the Avatar? I mean, if Ozai just wanted his son to learn respect and a hard lesson, aren't there easier ways to implement that? Yes! So I believe that that means Ozai had no intention of ever letting Zuko return home. He gave his son a fool's errand. You know, like when you go camping and you've got little kids and you need to get them out of your hair so you tell them to go hunt a snape. There's no such thing as a snape so the kids can't really win, they're just doing something to keep them out of the campsite for a while. Mommy needs a break. I hope I didn't ruin anybody's childhood going, hey, wait a minute, there's no Snapes in real life? Mom, Dad, why? But much to the same effect, the Fire Nation armies have not been able to locate the Avatar in over a hundred years. So Ozai should be well aware that his son, who has like no military training, is never going to find the Avatar. But does that mean that Ozai truly never meant for Zuko to return home and for Azula to inherit the Fire Nation throne? Well, well, you know, from everything that I can decipher out of Ozai's personality, it's really hard to say. I don't know what he wanted, but I do know that Ozai prided his position in the Fire Nation above all else, even his family. So really, I think Ozai's plan was to dangle the throne in front of both his son and daughter and see who would fight the hardest to have it. So going with the idea that Aang was not meant to resurface, if Zuko spent years of his life at sea and then realized that the Avatar just wasn't out there, what would happen? Well, I think that a much more hardened, tougher Zuko would eventually go back to his homeland, and it's very likely that he'd be met with a father who's still in a very sour mood. At that point, Zuko's options would be to turn tail and run away back to the sea, or to finally stand up to his father, fight him, and defeat him, possibly even claiming the Fire Nation throne in the process. And I think either the fighting or the runaway scenario are equal possible unless Iroh has passed away. If Iroh is gone and that is the end of Zuko's real family ties since Azula wants nothing to do with him and his father wants nothing to do with him and his mother is who knows where, Zuko would be so devastatingly alone at that point that he would really have nothing left and would fight for the throne. At least I believe he would. Zuko's always at the edge just ready to snap and Iroh is constantly pulling him back and trying to ground him so without Iroh? Yeah that boy is is gonna do some major damage. Plus, considering Iroh's background, his death would be warrant for Zuko to return to the homeland with his body. So when you would already be upset at that point and then you're seeing Daddy and Dearest, yeah, Zuko would just be a hotbed of emotions ready to explode. Have you ever seen a firebender go Super Saiyan? Because that's what plays out in my head at the death of Iroh. Which might have actually influenced how Iroh passed on, but that's a whole different video topic for a different day. But on the other side of these scenarios, if Zuko never found the Avatar and then chose to never go home, his sister Azula would be the new Fire Lord 
lordess. I know the opposite of a lord is supposed to be a lady, but Fire Lady Azula just doesn't have the same amount of power to it. And if Zuko did kind of go through this cowardly path where he never resurfaced in the Fire Nation, he might very well go, oh hey, my dad died, time to go home and get my throne. <laughs> Do you really think Azula is the type that's gonna let her brother sail back home? No way, no chance, not a single reality where that would happen because Azula would just be like, I don't even care what dad said, he's dead, now I am the queen. Yeah, that girl would definitely crown herself and then kill her brother before his boat could ever dock on Fire Nation shores. Of course, none of these scenarios happened in the series because Aang did appear, so it's really speculative for me to say this or that happened. However, I still think that this is important to cover because these are part of the subtexts that develop Ozai and Zuko's characters. Zuko was a passionate, trusting young man who really believed that his father was giving him a chance to re-earn his spot. You know, all I have to do is this one task for my dad to show that I'm worthy and then I can come home. However, the truth was that Ozai was willing to cast his son aside forever and he cruelly gave Zuko a mission that he thought was impossible to complete. The dynamic of a son just so desperately trying to get his father's approval is one that is so deeply cutting that it's no wonder Prince Zuko is such a fan favorite. It might not be reality, but theories are more fun. Well, guys, um, yeah, it's been a minute. I feel like I'm a little chunkier now. I just redid my roots yesterday, but it ain't, it's not great yet. Um, yeah, don't judge me too harshly. It's been a rough few months in quarantine, and now my phone's gonna make noises, but what? What do you want from me? I have been just so meh in my head. Like, I can't get any work done at all in my house when my husband's here because he's Mr. Oh, you're gonna record? That's when I need to clean the kitchen that's right behind me, stomp around, kick open your door, throw boxes on the floor, and just be a ridiculous child pain in the butt. So it became evident really early on in me doing videos that there's nothing that's gonna happen when he's here, so just don't even record or try. Well, he was off for almost three straight months. So I've just kind of been sitting, turning into a potato on the couch, just feeling depressed and ugh, and I'm ready to kind of stop being depressed and work my way back out of that pit. But uh, yeah, it's one day at a time. I don't feel like I'm at 100% <laughs> mentally exhausted. I should have been doing a lot more than I was during quarantine, but like I said, there was just so much where it just felt like crushingly, ugh, I just can't even mentally deal right now. Um, I have done a couple of things though. I've started another channel project, <laughs> like I don't have enough. Uh, it's called Scout Notes where I'm doing different requirements for different merit badges for Scouts BSA. Funny story to kind of battle my depression and give myself a sense of purpose and focus, I started saying, hey, I'll be glad to counsel scouts online for, you know, certain merit badges that I'm available to counsel for. And kids would send me these one sentence answers for something that should be a whole essay, or they would leave really big important chunks of information out because they couldn't get a hold of the books or they were looking up information in places that weren't great. So I just started making my own videos and posting them in the Google Classrooms and going, here you go, this is what I want you to watch. And you, yes, you still have to return in the, and yes, you still have to type things out and turn in the requirements. Watching the video is not doing the work, but it's been an interesting exercise in patience. I'll say, to work with over 
300, I think almost close to 400 scouts over a several month period. Quite a few of them are still working on stuff. I've still got my classrooms open for the animation and all kinds of things. Dog care. But oh my goodness, my... There are some people that you deal with, though, it just feels like they suck your soul out of your body. And it's usually not the kids, because the kids will tend to ask the same question 500 times. Even if you just answered it, then there's 499 other kids asking you the exact same thing, because nobody can seem to pay attention. But it's when you have to send something back and say, I'm sorry, this is not written like a play. Here's, you know, a study guide. Here's an example. Take your time, look it over, try to make it a play because I can only give you credit if you meet the requirement. And then a mom would jump in and be like, you stupid baby, baby, well, I think that this is great and that you need to give him credit or I'm going to do this. It's like, what are you going to do to me? I'm a volunteer. Like, I'm not paid to do this. I'm not paid to deal with you, Karen. <sighs> and then yesterday was my youngest son's birthday And for some reason, people decided that, hey, your husband's going back to work. You've got three kids to juggle that are all doing different things and need different attention at different times. And it's your kid's birthday. So let's have plumbers come in and lay new pipes and turn into this whole mess where they knocked out the internet and cable. They broke the sub pump line. It's like never freaking ending. And then they turn around and go, okay, we're not going to have the person who can actually turn on your water until Monday. And it's Wednesday. (sighs) I've also gotten some fan mail and I'm honestly, I have to apologize. I've kind of lost track of who I've given a shout out to and who I haven't. Um, I did get this lovely little book in. I've gotten some pretty cool gifts, but I've never gotten a manga before. And this toilet bound Hanaku-kun is really interesting. It's, it's strange and it's like crazy and I kind of love it. And of course my internet is down right now because they just dug up the line and destroyed it. I can't look up to get the name right for who sent this to me. So I'm very sorry. I'm going to post your name at the bottom here so that I give you proper shout out credit. Um, I would love to just type it in, but like I said, I'm on a Sony camera that is not connected to a computer or the internet because I don't have the internet today. (laughs) It's been a long few days, babies. Mom is so tired. All right, guys, I'm going to quit updating you with my sad, strange, crazy life. But thanks for listening to me rant a little bit. And uh, I'm going to send you to go hunt some snakes right now. Let me know what you find. Cuddle, say hi. Say hi. Look at the camera, you beautiful boy. Say hello. Oh, he just farted on me. He's not wrong, though. Yes. 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 Well, a much tougher, hardened, well, a much more hardened, tougher Zuko would, well, a much more hardened, tougher Zuko would, well, a much more hardened, tougher adult, well, I think a much more hardened, toughen, toughen? (laughs) Do you really think Azula is the type? Well, family members, we're almost done, but I want to invite you to hang out with me in some other places. I'm on Twitter and Instagram as my own personal self. And I have a Facebook page too, but I mostly just post photos over there. And sometimes people say, hey, McGann, I want to mail you something. How do I do that? Easy. Just click the About tab on my channel page and my most current P.O. Box info will be right there. I also run another channel, The Family. It's 
really a hodgepodge channel where we might post anything. Oh yeah, and I also sell shirts and stickers and stuff with the family and the fangirl logos. If that is your cup of tea, I have a link in every description of every video. Finally, if you want to help out the fangirl channel and make sure I'm putting out video essays for years to come, the best way you can help is by subscribing and watching more of my videos, whether they're new, old, whatever. Maybe even share one or two on social media, help spread the word. People who watch to the end of videos like you helps to tell the site, hey, this is a good video. We should recommend it to other people. So if you made it this far, leave me a comment of something like, hey, I made it to the end. Love ya. See you next time, family members. Bye.